Hello and welcome to United by the Bucket, our first ever podcast for our community's belonging from KFC Team Radio. I'm Shafra. I'm Senior Reputation Manager at KFC, but also really proud to be one of the co-leads of radio. Now, what is radio? For those who don't know, radio is one of our communities of belonging here at KFC UK and Ireland. It stands for Raising Awareness of Diversity, Inclusion and Origins. Radio is all about embracing our diverse culture and celebrating ethnicity. It proudly sits alongside Wolfpack, our community belonging for female empowerment and Kentucky Fried Pride, supporting and speaking out for our LGBTQIA communities. This first episode of the podcast is to commemorate Women's Equality Day. It's not officially marked in the UK, but it commemorates the day that women got the right to vote in the US. We're using this day to firstly celebrate the amazing women at KFC, but also to spotlight some of the barriers facing women and particularly women of colour around the world in the UK and Ireland and also in the workplace. Over the last couple of decades, there has been a real push for gender equality around the world and the lives of women and girls have improved. More girls are in school, fewer are forced into early marriage and women's voices are increasingly prevalent in shaping policies around the world. And depending on when you listen to this podcast, the Lionesses have just beaten Nigeria at the FIFA World Cup in Australia. And who knows, we might even win. And yet, Antonio Guterres, who is the UN Secretary General, said global progress on women's rights is vanishing before our eyes and he warned that at the current rate of progress it will take another 300 years before women achieve equality the stats speak volume according to the world bank around 2.4 billion women of working age are not afforded equal economic opportunity and 178 countries maintain legal barriers that prevent their full economic participation In 86 countries, women face some form of job restriction and in 95 countries, women are not guaranteed equal pay for equal work. And for women of colour, there are additional barriers to consider. Did you know that 50% of women of Pakistani or Bangladeshi heritage and 48% of women of black African heritage stated that they've been criticised for behaviours that other colleagues get away with at work compared to 29% of white British women? Or that black women of Caribbean heritage and women of East Asian and Chinese heritage were the least likely to report feeling comfortable in their workplace culture. When it comes to religious inclusion, Muslim women are significantly more likely to make changes to themselves and the clothes they wear at work. Joining me to help us understand this big topic is none other than the legend that is Jenny Packwood. Jenny is KFC's Chief Corporate Affairs and Sustainability Officer. But in addition to that, Jenny is also the leadership team sponsor for the Wolfpack, one of our communities of belonging. Jenny, hi. Hi, Shafra. How are you? I'm good. And I have to say I'm blushing from that intro. Jenny, (laughs) you are a legend. I'm not sure I qualify as a legend. Jenny, how long have you been at KFC for now? Oh my God. Well, back at the dawn of time when I started. (laughs) It will be 15 years in November. See, that's a legend. I gave some really shocking facts there. Of course, we've obviously seen improvements over the years, but what's your take on the issues faced by women? Is it shocking that the UK doesn't have a Women's Equality Day? Do you think it's necessary? My initial reaction to that is actually no. I am, funnily enough, I'm actually quite cynical about 
days. I mean, there's days for, you know, there's National Pie Day. Yeah, there's, so na- <laughs> you know, obviously a day we all appreciate this. You know, there's National Sausage Week. Yeah. I'm not sure that having a day yeah. on the calendar is actually what we need. What we need is systemic change for women that enables them to fully achieve their potential and economic potential. So for women today, in just talking about the UK and Ireland, which is obviously what we can our particular experience and what we can try and affect change in, that's really around childcare and flexible working and things like that. Because realistically, the reason why women are economically penalised and there is still a gender pay gap in the UK is because women still carry the lion's share of responsibility for caring, which is basically unpaid work. So raising children, caring for elderly relatives, caring for sick people. And actually, I was listening to something on Radio 4 last week about the future of work. And there was an economist on there saying that purely from a data perspective, part-time work is sort of catastrophic for kind Mm. of your career. It's not catastrophic. Obviously, we support part-time work and I have worked part-time as well during my career. But because women carry these caring responsibilities, more women work part-time. And actually, purely from a data perspective, if you look at where that leads in terms of people's earning potential, it has long-term impact on their ability to earn. On that point, you know, it's a really broad topic, right? You can you can dissect it in many ways, but thinking about trying to bridge that gap between part-time to full-time, but also just the, the challenges of being a mum, being mm. a single parent, being yeah. a parent with responsibilities outside of that. In your own life, Jen, what do you think has helped you to really lean into those barriers? Mm. Uh, Because, you know, we've all had to think about what's the progress that I need to make and how can I push, you know, these barriers out of the way as well. Absolutely. And it's something I feel really passionate about. I mean, I often describe myself, quite often frighten people by describing myself as a strident feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't mean that in an aggressive way, but I just, I feel the injustice and it bothers me. If you look within our own business at equality and gender equality, we're doing really well at the RSC and that is brilliant to see. And we've, we've pretty much got gender equality throughout throughout the RSC. However, if you look in our restaurants, there are very few female RGMs. We have some amazing female Mm. RGMs, but they are pretty small in number. And that's something that we have to look at. So what is it about the role and the support or absence of support that those amazing women in our restaurants are getting that is just stopping them from going for that final push to get the restaurant manager RGM role. That's something I think we've got to work on. And I'm sure that a lot of those issues are around things like flexibility and the need to work weekends, to do evening shifts or at peak at weekends and so on. When you've got children, that's really hard to do. And I think this is something we will always grapple with as a society until we get to a place where there is more equality between the sexes and how we share the load. I can see it happening already. And I think even friends who are like 10 or 15 years younger than me, I can see the beginnings of a shift in just how their relationships with their partners and mm. and how they share the load at home you know that i think recognizing that work that is unpaid but is done in the home yeah is still vitally important yeah. and and actually i think for years it's been 
undervalued and dismissed because it's, oh, it's women's work and it's what they do for free. But actually, you know, my my experience, certainly from being a mum and being being at home for a while, I, I took a full year off with both of my girls when they came along. And my God, it's harder being at home. <laughs> it really is. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm back to work. I'm not cut out for this full time. You mentioned something earlier about female RGMs and you know the fact that we've amazing RGMs for female in our business, but actually how can we get more? And one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, what are some of those barriers that might stop them from reaching that full potential? You know, Imposter syndrome. So if you have a man and a woman going for a job and they have the job spec and the man can see that he can do 30% of the tasks in that job description, women might look and she could do 50. But actually the man will apply for that job and the women won't apply for that job because she can't do all of that. And I think those barriers which hold women back could be imposter syndrome, other things. But I think it's so interesting that we as women have this like inbuilt, Mm. oh, you know, I need to do everything before I can get to that next level. And, you know, is that holding us back? I know. I was sort of smiling when you were saying that because I think we've all kind of experienced that. I think it was one of my biggest shocks, actually, when I came into the workplace was seeing, and, and I hate to say it because like, it primarily was men, but like coming across people who just seemed to have copper-bottomed confidence, <laughs> but that it wasn't really based on anything. <laughs> I was like, wow, you just literally exist and you think that m- makes you amazing. Yeah. And that, and I wish I had some yeah. of that. And I think it took me years to develop a level of confidence that made me go, do you know what? You can just go for it mm. and it doesn't matter if you're... Well, it may matter. You may not get the job, but it's it's what stops you from applying and pushing yourself forward. I think that is something that, you know, who knows how much of that is innate uh, differences between men and women and how much is social conditioning. Yeah. I think maybe we're getting to a place where we're sort of moving beyond some of those stereotypes around, you know, gender are certainly have been, I think, really unhelpful yeah. for, for women. I agree. And... I think that leads us on to a really nice segue into, you know, what is acceptable and unacceptable behaviour and what's conditioned on us and sort of, you know, the perception that women should be a certain way and, you know, we need to be arrived and polished and, you know, the expectations that we have as women. And I think I read a stat out about women of colour thinking that actually they are less likely to feel comfortable, you know, in a in a in a workplace culture for many reasons. And I'll just share like my own personal experience, you know, way before KFC, when I was working in law and I was working on our big annual client party. So we would invite media and stakeholders to this party every year. And our director of events was a very, you'd imagine her very like prim and proper and, you know, the stereotypical type of corporate female, you know, suits and, you know, high heels. And um, at the end of this meeting, she said to me, Shafra, how are you going to have your hair? And I was like, what a random question. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, Michelle? And then she said, so I was one of two black women in 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 this team. And she said, well, you know how you and Karis, the other black girl in the team, you know how you have your hair? And I was like, 
no, I don't know how we have our hair. And she was like, well, you know how you have your hair. And I was like, well, no, no, Michelle, how, how do we have our hair? And essentially what she was trying to say is, you know, you, your hair needs to be professional. And, you know, you need to, to show up in a professional manner. And the way that our hair was, in her eyes, wasn't professional. And, you know, this is something which I think a lot of black women and, you know, women of other ethnicities will face often that, you know, you might feel a certain way in coming to the workplace because you're at home, you are at one way and at work, you often have to code switch sometimes and be right. something That's else. So interesting. And I think what I've loved about KFC is that we are all about, you know, bringing your yourself to work. Yeah. And I think if you can't bring yourself to work, then you're not your authentic self. And I no. think there is a real shift now into embracing authenticity, not just at KFC, mm. but in in other, you know, in other um, businesses. If you live in a mold of, you know, you're supposed to act in this way or be this way, you know, we're never going to embrace that inclusivity no. that you know, makes That's, us all different, which makes it worthwhile. Well, there's such an inherent judgment in that question, mm, isn't there? Which exactly. is that black women's hair is by its very nature, yes. therefore not seen as professional. Exactly. And that's, I suppose, a reflection of decades yes. of inequality and not proper representation exactly. in the workplace. Yeah. How, did that, how did that make you feel? And, and did you do anything about it? Or did you, how did you respond to it? It's really interesting. I remember there was two other colleagues in, in that room. And when we left the room, someone said, you've got to go to HR. That you've got to go to HR. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go to HR. But what it, it made me rethink how I would, cause, and also I think I was quite junior still at that stage, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. And I would think, how do I turn up? I'm, I'm, like, and I questioned, you know, is this professional? I know it's professional. You know, there's, as yeah. you say, it's about not seeing yourself at, at, in others at yeah. work and ensuring representation. But it definitely for a while made me question oh gosh, is this suitable? Is yeah. is this the way that... Well, am I suitable? Am I, exactly, that's, am I that's suitable? That's the bigger question, yeah, isn't am it? am I suitable? Yeah. And I think it took a while for me to actually talk to people, grow up mm. and really see that there are inherent inequalities. And biases. And biases yeah. that will hold some people back and, and think that you should be a certain way. And I think as I've just kind of become more confident in myself and actually in who I am and my, in my heritage... I've embraced it yeah. and to, to the point where I'm probably even more pro, you know, embracing my culture because I think it's those cultural differences which make a workplace so yeah. special yeah. and celebrating culture and, and, and diversity allows us to embrace the best in, in, in other people. Mm. But Jenny, coming back to KFC World, we have amazing women in our business. The leadership team is basically 50%, probably even more, Mm. female. What do you think has been some of the impacts of seeing gender inequality absolutely embraced mm. at KFC from the top down? Yeah, I well that's that's really interesting a question because I suppose I can only talk about it. I what well, I can say how I hope it makes people feel now and kind of how I felt when I first started work and I and I just hope that seeing representation makes people feel that this is something I can achieve. Mm. I, I know when I started work and I, I started in the agency world in PR and communications agencies, they were really heavily dominated. I know you've worked yeah, in, yeah. in that world as well, Shafra. 
heavily dominated by by women actually in the yes. workforce. As soon as you get anywhere near seniority or the board, entirely male. Yeah. Often white male yes, as well, yes. um, and of a certain age. And I remember just thinking, oh, this is just really odd. <laughs> it's really strange. Like everyone who's like doing the work is female, but then everyone who's making the decisions is male. What's gone wrong? And I just remember feeling quite confused by it. Clearly, what was happening in and, and what happened in um, agency world was that the life, the sort of lifestyle that you have when you worked in an agency at the time, and I started work in the late 90s, was that it was extremely long hours. It was total dedication expected. When a pitch came in, you'd be in the office till two, three in the morning. And basically women just self-selected. Mm. But, you know, once they got to a, an age where they were like, well, I'm going to have children or they had children, they found that agency life was just completely yeah. incompatible with family life. Um, I think a lot of agencies have now address that. That's very different, but it certainly was like that at the time. And I know a lot of agencies have done a lot of thinking ar around that. But in terms of of KFC and how I hope it makes people feel is, like I say, just that sense that you can see yourself more closely represented and feel like, okay, there's someone who maybe has made some similar cho choices to me. You know, I do remember seeing some women in senior positions when I was starting out in my career and even when I started at KFC. But by and large, they were women who had made very, very different life choices to me. So they had, probably because they had to, they had sacrificed family and that kind of life outside yeah. of work on the altar of their career. And they'd become very successful, but I didn't necessarily aspire to that. And I thought, well, actually, I do I do want a family and I do want a life outside of work. So maybe I can't have both. Yeah. And so what I hope, certainly that I and other members of the um, leadership team at KFC can signal to other women is like, you can make mm. those choices. I'm also older than most of the leadership team as well. Um, I think there's just Rudy. Nothing wrong with that. There's just Rudy who's <laughs> pipping me to the post on that. But um, no, and I, I sort of feel like that's almost like the next frontier. Yes, yes. Which is that in general, we're quite a youth-obsessed society. And I think particularly women, once they hit their late 40s and into their 50s, start to disappear yeah. for in, certainly in senior roles in business and that's the kind of next thing that I feel like we need to that's the next kind of glass ceiling I if agree. you like that we need to smash through absolutely there is such a culture of women also putting so much pressure on themselves to be right I've got to do this I've got to do that but yeah. you know slow and steady sometimes slow and steady slow and you and can't steady. do it all <clears throat> I think the, the the main thing is you can't be amazing at everything all the time. There are phases in your life where you are going to be more about, say, work. And there are going to be phases in your life where you go, okay, the two things I can focus on right now are work and family. My social life has gone to shit. <laughs> Which that, or there are other phases, you know, like in your early, you know, in your 20s yeah. and early 30s, it can be like work and social life Absolutely, is like what exactly. it's all about. Yeah. And that's brilliant. So yeah. you just can't, be everything all the time and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I agree. Jen, as we begin to wrap up, I would love three words 
to inspire both women and men at KFC in terms of, you know, progress and just really championing diversity inclusion? Like what what would you leave people as your mm. as your genism? <laughs> oh my god, this is tough. As your genism. Um, three words. Oh, okay, Shafran, this be, is hideous. Doesn't need three words. I suppose my my phrase might be we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. There's a brilliant phrase which actually came up during the Black Lives Matter movement from a few years ago, which was when you're used to privilege, equality can feel like oppression. So what I don't want men to feel is that women getting more equality in the world is in some way a threat to them because actually it isn't. And women won't be able to get equality without the support of men. And actually, I think it's good for men as well because actually the patriarchy isn't good for men either. Absolutely. Despite what Ken says in the new <laughs> in the new Barbie I was, I was movie. I bring up Barbie and I thought, but you know, Ken, we'll leave that for next. Yeah, but bless. <laughs> the reality is, whilst structurally the world has been set up for men's benefit for millennia, actually, if you look at a lot of the data and stats on men, I don't think it's always been yeah. great for men. You know, men are often have lots of issues with mental health and unhappiness and whatever. So actually, I just think... This is without wanting to sound too motherhood and apple pie, which this does risk straying into that territory. <laughs> this is trying to, it's about trying to make the world just more equal and fair and better for everyone. Not saying this is about women trying to cast men aside. Yes. Like we need to. I agree. We need to do it with the guys. We do. We do. <laughs> we need. We need full support and allyship. What advice do you give to female team members who want to progress in their careers? You know, you've spoken Mm. quite a bit about this, but would love just your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a good question. I would say, firstly, stick at it. KFC is a brilliant place to build a career. You only have to look at people like Lucy, for example, who has built an amazing career from the restaurant up. And yeah, so I I would really encourage it. I think... I would also say don't be afraid to make suggestions on how to make things better. Mm. So if you can see, you know, we we want to hear about this as well, but if you can see things that you think, oh God, if only we could address X or if only we could, you know, improve flexibility around shifts and what shifts I work or whatever, any the, the things that you think might be barriers we want to hear about yeah. it. So don't be afraid to talk to your RGM, your area coach, or find other, you know, find other ways to, you know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give my email out. I just, we want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. So speak up, speak up yeah. um, and do it in a kind of, you know, collaborative, positive, proactive way. I think a lot of these, you know, a lot of the barriers that exist are purely because no one's actually thought about things through a female lens yeah, before. absolutely. So actually, we just need to rethink stuff. We need to think inclusion first and, and intentional. Inclusion, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jenny Packwood, thank you so much for being our first guest and an amazing guest oh, for thank you, our podcast. Oh, well, what a privilege. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. We'll be back soon with more of these episodes, one around Black History Month in October and another one for Diwali in November. To find out more about the communities of belonging at KFC, like Kentucky Fried Pride, Wolfpack and Radio and many more, head to The Vault and search Affinity Groups. I've been your host, Shafa Gray-Reed, and I look forward to hosting you next time. Over and out. Listener.